Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Daniel, chapter 7. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Beginning in verse 1, saints, if you're with me, say amen. In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head while on his bed. And then he wrote down the dream. Notice he's just telling us the main facts. Daniel spoke, saying, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven were stirring up the great sea. And four great beasts came up from the sea, each different from the other. The first was a lion and had eagle's wings. I watched till its wings were plucked off and it was lifted up from the earth and made to stand on two feet like a man and a man's heart or mind was given to it. And suddenly another beast, a second, like a bear. It was raised up on one side and had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth And they said thus to it, arise, devour much flesh. After this, I looked and there was another like a leopard who had on its back four wings of a bird. The beast also had four heads and dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in night visions and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, exceedingly strong. It had huge iron teeth. It was devouring and breaking in pieces and trampling the residue with its feet. It was different from all the other beasts that went before it, and it had ten horns. Stop right there. Give me your attention. The book of Daniel is not in chronological order. Chapter 7, in chronological order, would rightly fit between chapter 4 and chapter 5. Remember in chapter 4, now if you weren't with us, you might want to read this in your own time, but you might remember in chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar was humbled and he became a cow man. Remember that? And after seven years, God restored him and he became a Christian. And then in chapter 5, Belshazzar, a grandson of Nebuchadnezzar, lost the kingdom. Remember when he saw the handwriting on the wall that said, Mene, Mene, Tekel, Eupharsin, which was to be interpreted simply put, Bel, your number's up, your weight is down, and your kingdom is divided. And that night, King Cyrus and the boys came marching in, you know, and they took the city of Babylon. Well, it was in the first year. Notice in chapter 7, verse 1, it was in the first year of Belshazzar coming to the throne 
that Daniel had a series of visions in his head while on his bed. Mind you now, Daniel is about 90 years old. I find that interesting. That tells me something pretty simple. You are never too old to be used of the Lord. Daniel's just getting going. See, all us older folks, we find that wonderful. You know, the the 20, 30-year-olds, they're like, yeah. (laughs) So Daniel, he's old, 90 years old, and God is still using him. That's a wonderful thing, as I said, to grow old in the Lord. Hey, don't you find people are just beautiful when they've grown old in the Lord? And not grown old and crusty and folk do. They just get old and mean. Growing old in the Lord and the joy of the Lord just coming from their life, still used by the Lord, still serving the Lord. I remember we were just talking about this today, as a matter of fact, at the house, how the Lord has brought so many people of such diverse backgrounds and ethnicities as well as age groups to Calvary Chapel. And, you know, I pray for that. Lord, send us people who are elderly and wise and have the wisdom of the Lord. We need that here, saints. We need it all because the kingdom of God has it all. And here we have Daniel, who's 90 years old, and he's still going at it. The Lord is still using him, and he has a vision in his head upon his bed. And Daniel saw, notice in your Bibles, the four winds of heaven stirring up the great sea. Most often, the wind in the Bible, most often, not always, but most often, speaks of the power of God as it moves in the affairs of men, the wind. So here we see the power of God moving on the great sea. That would probably be the Mediterranean Sea, physically. But in type now, listen closely. In type, the sea represents the Gentile nations that are in opposition to God. And that is why in the Jewish mind, the sea was the place of evil and associated with pagans and heathens. In the Jewish mind, you might remember Revelation chapter 20 tells us the sea was the place of the dead. Revelation chapter 21 tells us that in heaven there will be no more sea. So if you're a surfer, I'm sorry, you will end your surfing days when you get to heaven. No more waves, dude. (laughs) History. No more sea in heaven. So the power of God, notice this, the power of God stirs the sea and these four great ferocious animals emerge and each different from the other and each emerge at different times. A great sea. Now you understand when the Bible uses the word a great sea, it's not talking about like Tony the Tiger, great. You know, like in great, it's talking about something that is big and awful and terrifying, not something that is good. So these animals emerged. Did you see? First of all, the lion. Secondly, the bear. Thirdly, the leper or the panther. 
And notice the panther has wings and feathers. And the fourth beast was as wild, was this wild looking animal that had never been seen before on land or sea. It was terrible and strong with iron teeth with ten horns coming from it. Now, remember, listen close. Chapter two. Remember, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he called for the astrologers and all the evil people to come and interpret the dream. And they couldn't. Well, then finally, Daniel comes in and, and, and Daniel said, King Nebi, this is the dream. You saw a huge image whose head was gold, chest and arms were silver, belly and thighs were bronze, legs were iron and feet And ten toes were mixed with clay and mixed with iron. You remember that. And Daniel said, King, this represents the history of the world. I want you to notice something. Nebuchadnezzar's dream was a dream of the coming kingdom. Daniel's dream is a parallel to Nebuchadnezzar's dream in chapter 2. The difference is in chapter 2, chapter 2 is man's perspective on government. Daniel's dream here in chapter 7, we have God's perspective on man's government. And to man, his government is precious gold. But to God, it is a ravenous beast. The difference between the two chapters. And so here in chapter 2, Daniel gives the interpretation of King Nebi's dream. Daniel said, King, you are the head of gold. And we know from history, Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful king and ruled the most powerful kingdom in the history of the world. He was the head of gold. And then Daniel said, King, that's all going to change because the Medes and the Persians who represent the two arms of silver are inferior, but they're going to overthrow Babylon. And then the Medes and the Persians, the Medes and the Medo-Persian Empire will be overthrown by the Greeks or the Grecian Empire, which represent the bronze belly. And the Greeks were overthrown by the legs of iron. Who were they? The Roman Empire. And at the end of the Roman Empire, we talked about this, had ten toes mixed with iron and clay, which represent what? The ten-nation confederation that is coming together in the revived Roman Empire. And from the ten-nation confederation, the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. Now, here what we have here, notice the parallels in Daniel's dream. The first beast he saw is described as being like a lion with eagles. Look in your Bibles again, like a lion with eagles' wings. This represents the Babylonian Empire. Did you know that the national emblem of Babylon was a lion? Did you know that? And sometimes seen as a lion with wings. There's a brother in our fellowship. Now, he's here tonight. He just came back from Iraq. He bought some, took some pictures. He was in Babylon, took some pictures, gave me a set of copies of them. And on the gates of the city in Babylon, there are lions on the gate. Interesting. Today, right now, in Babylon. And sometimes seen with wings on them. Even more interesting Notice in your Bibles in verse four, the wings were plucked off and the beast was lifted up from the earth. And then it was given the heart of a man or the mind of a man. 
Isn't this, if you were with us, you know this, isn't this exactly what happened to Nebuchadnezzar? Remember, because of the pride of his heart, God had to humble him. He kind of stood up in pride toward God. Look at my kingdom. Look at what I've built. And God had to humble him and he became a beast. Remember, a cow man eating grass and his hair became matted like the feathers of a bird and fingernails became like claws. Remember, we talked about that. He went from the best to a beast and then he humbled himself and he went from a beast to the best. Remember, from grazing to grandeur. And he lifted himself up in pride. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. You know, someone once said this, if you don't walk in humility, you will crawl in humiliation. True. That's why the Bible says, listen, saints, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Remember, we talked about how people are praying, Lord, humble me. I've heard that a hundred times in prayer circles. I've heard it a hundred and one times in prayer meetings. Lord, just humble me. Lord, I just need you to humble me. Listen, you don't want to pray, God humble you. This is the wrong prayer. Say amen if you understand. Don't pray that. You know, Lord, just humble me, God. I just want you to humble me. You don't want God to humble you because if God humbles you, it's going to hurt. You, you might find yourself a cow man or a cow woman or something. You don't, no, no, no. You don't want God to humble you. The Bible says humble yourself. God wants to exalt you. Search the scriptures. Any man that God had to humble, it hurt. You see? So, Nebuchadnezzar refused to humble himself, and God had to humble him. The first beast is a reference to the Babylonian empire, the the lion. The second beast, notice after the Babylonians, the second beast was what? In your Bibles, the bear was standing up. Did you notice this? Is this like this wild picture or what? The bear, I bet you guys are reading this going, what in the world does all that mean? Well, listen, there's a method. God knows, and, and he's told us in Scripture, when you leave tonight, you'll have it all down pat. The second beast, notice, is a bear, and he's standing up on one side with three ribs in his mouth. Now, this, remember, keep Daniel chapter 2 in mind. What would be the next empire after the Babylonian Empire? The Medo-Persian Empire. You got it. See, it's not that difficult. The Medes stood up. The, 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 the Persians, notice they came together, the Medes and the Persians, and they formed the next great world empire. And then notice there were three ribs in their mouth. Many scholars believe the ribs in the mouth are three nations that the Medes and the Persians ate up or defeated. The Babylonians, the Egyptians, and the Lydians. Very interesting. The third beast. The leper who had four wings of a bird and four heads. Did you see that? Now, this would be a parallel to what is the next kingdom from Daniel from Daniel chapter two. The next kingdom would be the Grecian kingdom or the Greeks, which was led by Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was an incredible military strategist and genius. And his army. See, see, uh, um, Alexander the Great, his his. um. 
his, his sure weapon and his ability to, to be a great military leader and have a great army was the fact that he was able to move his army quickly, rapidly, and swiftly. He only had 35,000 troops. He defeated the Babylonians. He defeated them, actually the, the Medo-Persians. He defeated the Medo-Persians with 35,000 troops. They had 2 million isn't that interesting? So he was able to move quickly. That speaks of the wings, the four wings. He gave his kingdom to four generals. Cassandra, his name is, uh, the, the next one is the um, um, Lysimachus. Lysimachus is his name. The second one, the third one is Seleucus, and the last one is Ptolemy. You might know that. So these four generals are the four heads that come off the leper. And so, you know, we talked about it in the past. Alexander the Great, he was 33 years old, great military guy. He got depressed, get this, because he could not find an army to beat him. He had whooped everybody, and he got depressed. He threw a party. As a matter of fact, it was a drunken party. And he got drunk on his way home. It was pouring down raining, back to the palace. It's pouring down raining. He walks home. And in the rain, he got soaking wet, got back to the palace, back to his quarters. He fell out on the bed in a drunken stupor. And, of course, nobody would ever dare to knock on the door of the king. He stayed in there for a couple of weeks, and he died of pneumonia. Alexander the Great, a very interesting character study. So the third beast, the leper, represents the Grecian Empire. And then the fourth beast. Notice Daniel looks at the fourth beast. Look in your Bibles again. But notice this fourth beast, it it completely freaks him out. It looks like a monster. He doesn't even know what to call it. He just calls it terrible and brutal. It has iron teeth, a ravenous hunger, and seems bent on destruction. The beast is stomping out anyone and everything that got in the way. And to add to that, it has ten horns coming from its head. Horns in the Bible speak of earthly power. This beast represents the Roman Empire, and the ten horns represent the revived Roman Empire with a confederation of ten nations forming out of the old beast. Interesting. Now, look at chapter 8, or look at verse 8. It gets even better. Daniel says in verse 8, are you with me? Say amen. He says, I was considering the horns, and there was another horn. Circle that, a little one. Coming up among them, before whom three of the first horns were plucked out by the roots. And there in this horn were eyes like the eyes of a man and a mouth speaking pompous words. And then notice, I watched till thrones were put in place and the ancient of days was seated. His garment was white as snow. And the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a, a fiery flame, its wing, it, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. That would be angels. Ten thousand, ten, ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. That would be men in judgment. The court was seated and the books were open. 
I watched them because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flames. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man. Who do you think that is? That's Jesus coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before them, before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom. Then all peoples, nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. And I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body and the visions of my head troubled me. It troubles us, too. And, and, and I came near to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. Those great beasts, which are four, are four kings which arise out of the earth. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Daniel is thinking about the meaning of the ten horns, and all of a sudden, he sees a nub rise up from the midst of the ten horns. And while it was rising, it uprooted three of the original ten, and they fell away. Daniel looks a little closer. He sees human eyes and a mouth speaking pompous words. And then in verse 9, in the midst of all of this, Daniel looks to heaven and he sees the ancient of days. He sees God the Father. And, and, and he's ancient not because he's old and feeble, but ancient speaks of wisdom and strength. And he's clothed with a white garment and his hair was white and like pure wool. I keep thinking he's got a big afro, but that's not in the Bible. So the white actually speaks of purity, white clothes and white hair. He's pure. And he takes a seat on, did you notice this? His fiery throne, pulsating with light. See, the movies, Hollywood has nothing on the Bible. His fiery throne, pulsating with light. And with him is an incredible multitude of angels and people. Now, the scene is obviously a courtroom. The Ancient of Days is the judge, and the judge opens the books. Did you see that? You know, someone once said that God keeps good books. He really does. There are several books recorded for us in the Bible. Taking notes, in Psalm 69, verse 28, it talks about the book of the living. And then we have the book of remembrance in Malachi. If you're Italian, it's Malachi. Chapter 3, verse 16, it says this, Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. God has a book of remembrance to those who fear the Lord and to those who meditate. That word meditate is, 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 a, is a Hebrew word. It means to chew. To chew on his name. 
That means you're just thinking about God and think, like a cow, actually. The picture is like a cow chews the cud and, and, and you know, he chews it up and, you know, he, he, a cow chews like the cud and chews it and gets the juices out of it and then he swallows it and then the cow regurgitates it. I know it's gross, but this is what happens. And he regurgitates it up, chews it up again, gets the more juices and nutrients out of it, swallows it and you guessed it, regurgitates it back up and does it again. What's happening? The cow is trying to get every bit of nutrient possible out of that cud. And so the Bible says that we're to meditate on the word of God just like that. You just keep thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, and you digest it and you think about it and you digest it and you think about it. And then there's the, not only the book of the living, the book of remembrance, but the book of life in Philippians chapter 4 and in several places in the book of Revelation. We'll actually take a look at one of those in just a minute. But you've got books. God keeps good books. Well, Daniel sees the heavenly court being assembled and the little horn. Did you get that? Is still arrogantly babbling. Did you see that? Now, who do you think the little horn represents? Who? Very good. The Antichrist. The word Antichrist means against or opposed to the Messiah, the anointed one. The Bible says the Antichrist is going to rise up out of the revived Roman Empire. He's going to love and accept everyone. He's going to love the Arabs, the Jews, the blacks, the whites. It doesn't matter. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.